118, if you'll turn there with me tonight. If you remember, here a little, uh, I think it was last week, I mentioned the fact that I was working on a message when all hope is gone. Tonight, that's not the message that I have, but it is about hope. It's about the hope of the here and now. The hope of right now while you still have life within your body. The ability to breathe, the ability to think. You know, I don't know what happens in the case of an individual who has sat under the preaching of God's Word many, many times maybe. And, you know, I, don't, I can't answer the, the question that comes to me from time to time. Well, what happens to an individual maybe who has a stroke and they no longer have the function of their mind? What happens when somebody has a, a bad accident and they no longer has the, the ability to think, to answer, to do these things? Those are things that are in the hands of God's all I know. But I do know this. I wouldn't dare risk my life. I wouldn't dare risk my eternity with the hope of one day maybe I'll take a, a shot at it then. I want to talk about what the Lord gives to us right now. And to those of us who are saved, this is mainly a message to encourage us, to make us reflect upon what God has done for us in our lives. And In Psalm chapter 118 verses 1 through 9, the Bible says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, because His mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that His mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that His mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that His mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? I'm telling you folks, I, I, you know, that right there ought to relieve a lot of the anxiety of, of humanity to realize that if you're saved by the grace of God, God's on your side. What can man do to us? What can man do unto us? You know, the Bible's full of scriptures that talk about the fact that you know, the prayers of David go forth and, and the encouragement is that God would allow those who mean harm to come unto His children to fall in their own nets, to fall in their own ditches that they have dug, their own pits which they have handed. Many times God moves in such ways that we don't understand, nor do we ever see, but God is behind many things that goes on, and all things that goes on in our lives, actually. Because, you see, I believe in the providence of God. I believe in the happenings of the God of heaven. I believe that He's able to do mighty works on behalf of His children. 
And I believe He does mighty works on behalf of His own. The Bible says in verse 7, The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. I want to bring a message tonight. The Lord gives all hope. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow in your presence, Father, we come before you with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, that you're the God of all grace who gives us help in our time of need. Lord, we thank you because of the great salvation you have given us. Father, that was purchased by your own son's blood. And because of that salvation, you are to us as a shield and a buckler. You are to us as one who takes up and protects as a protector. Father, I'm praying tonight as we look out over this congregation, and as thy word goes forth to the ears of the hearer, Father, that you would open the eyes of the blind. You would unstop the ears of those who refuse to hear. Lord, may your gospel penetrate the heart. May your hope, may your hope move upon the mind and cause us, dear God, to cause all that are lost to see their desires and needs should be fulfilled in the hope of Jesus Christ. Lord, bless our evening. Again, Lord, I pray that you bless our worship hour. I pray that the singing that has gone forth has truly brought honor and glory to your name. Now, Father, as the Word is being presented, I pray, Father, that it also brings glory to you. Lord, let me say nothing that is against thy Word. Let me only say that which is true and that is truly thy Word. Bless our evening, Lord, and forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And amen. I look at the clock and it says it's already 20 to 8, but tonight I want to just speak a little while on the hope that we find in the Lord. With the hope that those that are without hope would see what great hope there is in Jesus Christ. You know, we've already read, and I'm, uh, many, many of the, uh, of the scriptures we'll see tonight come from Psalm 118. And, and all through it, all the way down through verse 29, it gives the hope that God offers to His children. And I spoke this morning about the fact that there are many that live in this world who have no, seemingly have no satisfaction. They find no rest for their souls. They find no peace that is outlasting or everlasting. So as we look at this tonight in just a short few moments, I want us to think about, I want us to consider what we have in the Lord. And maybe tonight 
As I said this morning, those that are sitting around you may look upon you. They may see the joy of what salvation is. You know, oftentimes I've heard it said about those who sit around, looks like they have a, a clothes hanger for a back scratch or whatever it is, and, and they just look so angry all the time. You know, Christians shouldn't have that kind of a look upon their face. Anyhow, I mean, what in the world, what in the world are you offering those around you who are without? When you have the the long and ashen face. But as we have, as we that have hope, people around us ought to see the hope in our face. They ought to see the hope that exists upon our smiles and and, and the hope that is actually there in our hearts. They ought to feel that sense of hope within you. That's one of the great things about worship. I mean, if you're truly saved by the grace of God and you have a real knowledge of what you're doing, that's going to resonate through the audience. It's going to resonate through those that are sitting beside you. They're going to see you as you really worship because you really believe. You really believe. Maybe that is a, 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 something that's going to give them that desire to be and want to be and to have what you have. Because there are those in the world today who are so unhappy. There's a lot of people today in church that's unhappy. I used to be one of those men. I was an unhappy church member because I was living in a way that was not pleasing unto the Lord. And I never could, I never could find the joy that I really needed because during that time, it was, a, it was about a decade long. I mean, I was, I was living in sin and I was living in debauchery and doing things that I shouldn't have been doing and I was, I was one of those angry church members. I had people would ask me, what in the world's the matter with, with him? Maybe it's because, you know, when you think about the same thing, maybe it's because they were living just like I was living, living in sin. If you're a Christian and you're living in sin, listen, it's going to eat at you. It's going it's to always affect what you do in life and how you react to others around you. Sometimes we look at people and we think, my goodness, man, what, is, what has got stuck in their crawl? You know? Thinking about a chicken that's ate too big of a rock. Gets stuck in its crawl and it, it, it gizzard's not able to really work what it ought to work. I don't know about you, but I like gizzards. But now, it's not fun to think about what, what it's all about, is it? But as I sit and I think about our, our lives and the hope that we're to be portraying to those around us, we ought not to sit around looking like we have something that is wrong spiritually. To you that are gathered here tonight, I want us to realize the hope that the Bible calls in 1 Peter 1 a lively hope that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
The Bible declares that salvation belongs to the Lord. Amen. And as we rehearse all of God's goodness and where our hope is, may the unsaved notice. May the unsaved look at us and think, that's what I want. I want a life that exhibits what they have. I want a life that shows the hope of eternity in a smile or just in a glance. So I want us to notice, first of all, where hope comes from and when it could be had. First of all, I believe the message of hope is in God's Word and in His house. Amen. That's the message of hope. The Bible says the Apostle Paul, as he spoke to the, to the Romans and he talked to those Christians that were scattered abroad, he mentioned the fact, and I mention this all the time in, in Romans 1 and 16 where the Bible says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The hope is in the ones who believe. We believe because of the lively hope that is offered through His Word. In Psalm 118 and verse 15, I believe the Bible says here something that you ought to get a hold of. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. You see, that's what church is all about, isn't it? It's really about our worship hour. It's about our ability to come in and do what it says here. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. In other words, in the house of God we find the joy unspeakable and full of glory attitude. That's where it ought to be. That's what these that are lost around us need to get a hold of. Amen. They need to see people that are excited about what God has given them. Not what He just offers, but what He has given us. Our great salvation. John chapter 3 and verse 15 and 16 again, we see that very, very prominent and very glorious verses of Scripture that speak to the fact that, listen, we can have hope if we only believe. Amen? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved is what was told to the Philippian jailer. And not only did the Philippian jailer believe and was saved, but his whole house was saved by the grace of God. Household religion. Listen, I want you to know something. I want to see children that are coming to the house of God because they love to be in the house of God, not because they're driven there by their parents or grandparents. I want to see God bless them in such a way that they have a joy when they come to the house of God. I rejoice in watching our children. I rejoice in going out here to the window and watching them play all over the place out here. They love coming to the house of God. That's good. I look back and I see these young boys back here. I see these young girls. I see these young little ones who are 
who are just just a few years past the blessing of God being asked upon them in this house, and now they're growing and they're going. It won't be long they'll be in Grant and Felicia's shoes where they've graduated. It's hard to believe. Hearing the voice of Brennan up here a while ago, an 18-year-old, remembering back when his voice was going through that little change. That happens to all of us males. It's just, it just one of those things that, that goes on. I remember back in my days when I was singing, and, and I remember when my voice began to change. And I would try every way in the world to get that pitch just right, and it would break every time I got to it. <laughs> but I look and I see these young people as they're growing up. I see now young people that have, that have come into this house of God who are now raising children of their own in this house. Folks, we're blessed. Brother Travis mentioned that this morning when I was over to Salem, well, this afternoon, and, and he was talking about how blessed this church is, and this church is blessed. When you look up, even this evening, we had 20 children up here counting the child in the womb. And I count those. Amen? I count those. Don't ever get me wrong, folks. I want you to know that every child, whether it's in the wound or, or out of the wound, is a precious thing and they are to be counted. They are to be looked upon as precious items. I thank God for that. Listen, I want you to know that you ne- you're never going to hurt a child by bringing them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, singing unto them and, and letting them hear the Word of God. Oh, I tell you, there's where the hope is. The hope's in this house. The hope is in your home, I pray. The hope is in the Word of God. And listen, that's what we need to get a hold of today. That's the hope we offer those around us. The hope. The second thing I want us to remember is that the hope is only in one. John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus Christ speaking, He says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man come unto the Father but by me. There's no other way, my friend. You cannot buy your way into heaven. You cannot be baptized in the way to heaven. I don't care if you're dunked in every water hole from, 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 from Tiger to Sandy. I'll try to think of something here. But it's not going to get you salvation. You can be a member of every church coming and going, but it's not going to get you salvation. Salvations of the Lord. Salvation belongeth to the Lord, he says. So I get excited when I realize that there's only one way and I never missed it. Amen. I never missed it. There was one way and I was and I'm on that way right now. I'm on his way to heaven. I've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. There's no guesswork here. There's no, there's no ifs here. 
I've trusted the Lord as my Savior and I'm heaven bound because He is the only way. He's the only means of salvation. There is but one way. Jesus Christ says in Matthew 11, He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. It's a burdensome task to try to buy your salvation, try to work your salvation in. It's an awful burdensome task. It's a task that will never be completed because it cannot happen. Salvation belongeth to the Lord. There's only one way of salvation. It's through the Lord. Now thirdly, we have the hope that God will receive us. The Bible says in the book of John, I believe it is in verse 37, that all that come unto me, I will in no wise cast out. I believe he'll receive you. You see, that's the hope that passeth all understanding. I don't understand it. An old sinful man like myself, and still God loved me enough to, He sent His Son to die in my place. Knowing what I was going to be, it didn't matter to Him. He said, I'm going to purchase Him with my Son's blood. And He done so. You see, that's the hope that we need to get a hold of tonight. That's the hope that we need to offer those around us tonight. He says, you come unto me and I will in no wise cast you out. I will receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. I mean, I could go on and on and on how that the Lord says the hope is in me. I will receive you. You see, if you don't know the Lord's your Savior, and you die and your breath is gone from your body, listen, all hope is gone. Now, I want you to realize that. and you'll, you'll see that next week, in next week's, uh, whether it's Sunday morning or Sunday night, it may probably be Sunday morning. But when all hope is gone, There's nothing you can do. I can't even ask you what you're going to do because you're going to be in the hands of a mighty God when all hope is gone. But right now, there's hope. Right now, there's the ability to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. Oh, I, I get raked over the coals from time to time from some. Now, I'm a sovereign grace man. I'm sovereign grace through and through. But I know what the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, where it says, He came unto His own, but His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Now, friend, there's hope in those kind of words. Hey, listen, I'm a... I'm a doctrine of uh, uh, predestination man. I'm a doctrine of election man. But I want you to know that God says today's a day of salvation. You're not promised tomorrow. You see, today's the hope. Tonight's the hope. And lastly, <clears throat> I bet you didn't think I could do it in 15 minutes, did you? I ain't through yet. Because this last point is, is an amazing thing to realize. You know, 
Over the years, I was telling Brother Travis yesterday at the funeral that he was thinking, man, he says, I'm starting to have to preach funerals. I said, hey, that's a part of it. You know why? Because death's coming to all of us. Death is coming, and it's on the way to you. But if you know you've got a home in heaven, if you know that Ecclesiastes 12 and 5, I believe it is, says that there's a a long home for you, and you know that home's in heaven, oh, blessed be thou, child of God. That's the hope that I have. The hope of when I leave this earthly world and I leave this earthly tabernacle, that my soul will be ushered into the very presence of the Almighty. There's no soul sleep. I've got a home in heaven waiting for me. I've got a home in heaven and it has been, it's been prepared by Jesus Christ Himself. He's the great architect, you know. The greatest carpenter that ever lived or walked the face of the earth or spanned the great universe. The God of heaven that I know has sent His Son to build me a home in heaven. You know, I've heard people say, well, you know, there used to be an old song back in the late 70s about a cabin on the hillside or a cabin on the corner. I really don't know what it's going to be, but this one thing I do know, that it's going to be magnificent because the hand of Jesus built it. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. There's hope. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you, I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Folks, that's the hope that we have today. The hope that the Lord gives is the only hope that will get you to heaven. Let's all stand, please.